It's time to talk about all things mental health. This is Get Mental with Cecile Aarons and T. Smith. As a seasoned licensed therapist, Cecile is the owner of Transcend Therapy and is here to inform, guide, and reconnect you on the big and small everyday happenings that affect our mental and emotional well-being. Cecile and T. Smith are passionate about making a lasting and positive impact on people, connecting them to their own wisdom and strength while having a little fun along the way. Get ready to challenge the power of your human spirit. It's time for Get Mental with Cecile Aarons and T. Smith. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Get Mental podcast. Hope you guys are doing well and hanging in there. I know things have been pretty tough out there. And T and I are here today to always, as always, bring you hope and inspire you to continue to um, make some changes for yourself. How are you doing, T? I'm feeling amazing, amazing. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing good. Yeah. Can't complain, really, you know. Um, yeah, just practicing what I preach and trying to take care of myself whenever I can. And uh, yeah, just, you know, being there for other people, as you know. And I'm, I'm, I know you're doing a lot of that, too, especially lately. Yes, I'm just excited that, you know, it's a season of impact right now. And just glad to be on the front line and really just continue to pour into our community and pour into people's mindsets so that we all can have a major 2020. Yes, yes. I love that. The season of impact. Isn't that true? Especially in 2020. Wow. So today, speaking of impact, we are going to talk about money and mental health and mindset, because I think this is often overlooked in when we talk about mental health. You know, I know in your world, T, like mindset and coaching, it's something that you guys incorporate in a lot of your uh, wellness, you know, uh, talks. But in mental health, you know, it's really not something we uh, talk about unless uh, the client goes there, you know, and I believe financial health is key to overall happiness and the quality of your mental health. What do you think? Yes, absolutely. The Our financial holdings in our life really plays a major role in terms of how we can really live this life. You know, a lot of people say, you know, money don't buy happiness. Yes. And what I say is it depends on where you shop. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, but neither does poverty. Right? So having more money, it's not a, you know, a bad thing. It's just, you just be able to do more things in life. You just get more choices, more options, you know? Yes, and it's actually necessary. Like you said, poverty affects us. And there's studies that have shown this over and over again. You know, our money affects our mind, meaning when you don't have it, it actually can create or exacerbate mental health symptoms. And our mental health and mind affects our money and how we manage money. They're strongly linked, you know? Yes. And we're going to talk, we're going to dive deep on that uh, a little bit more in a couple of minutes. But I wanted to just talk about money and the, a little bit about the history of it, you know? Um, so basically, money started in... Um, 600 BC, according to my my mini research, in a town called Lydia, which is now part of Turkey. So it was, it wasn't even money, it was currency, you know, and it was like, it evolved into coins. 
And that's how this whole money thing started. But, you know, back in the day, it was bartering, right? Like mm. goods and services. That's what people did. There was no such thing as money. There was no dollar. There was no paper, you know, bill. It was goods and services. And then over time, it evolved, right? So if we just look at that and take that history and think about what how important money is, even back then, you know, it's a means to an end, right? It's a, it's a tool that we need to get some of the things we need in life. You, you follow me? Absolutely. And, yeah. and um, just to piggyback on some of your examples about the evolution of money, I mean, just really look at it, Cecile. Yeah. We started off with bartering, you know, um, milk for bacon. <laughs> and then yeah. we went to coins. Yes. Coins got to, you know. Paper. It, 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 yeah. Then paper. Then and debit now, credit. Digital. Cryptocurrency. Yes. Yes. Like, when is the last time you sent somebody a cash app or a Zelle or a quick pay? Who ever think that we'll be sending money wireless oh, yeah. all around the world digitally in seconds? Yeah, and if you forget your wallet and you have an Apple wallet and you have your phone with you, you're good. You're you good. Can buy a, you can buy a house <laughs> without your wallet, you know? It's crazy. Yeah, it. yeah. But if we take the emotion out of it, right, and just look at kind of what money is, I think that'll help people understand how necessary and important it is in our day-to-day life, you know, because there's a saying, right, money is the root of all evil. And I, I was I was brought up with that <laughs> message, you know, and it's so not true. Like money is money. People is what makes it evil. (laughs) Money has no thoughts or feelings. It's what we do with it. Exactly. And I always, you know, believe that, hey, if you're a giver and you get more money, that means you just give more money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Money is going to really show you who you are. Yeah. Because I believe, you know, one time we did an exercise on like some training and like reflecting on what money means to you, which by the way, guys, I I would highly recommend you sit down and think about that. Journal about it. Or if you're not a, person who likes to journal, just think about it. Spend some time thinking about what does money mean to you? What does it represent? You know? And for me, you know, not, it was all, it was a tool on a practical level. And it was also, I ended up like coming to the conclusion that it's an energy. It's an Mm. energy exchange. When I give and receive, that's an energy exchange. Mm. And that really like coming to that realization T helped me change my relationship with money. What about you what are you what how, how do you see money i love it i think i look i always look at money as a resource mm, yes and what what people have to understand there's a difference between the source and the resource see god is the source i love it god <laughs> God is the source that provides you resources. See, the closer you are to the source, the more resources you have. Yes. And what I mean by that is resources for what? What do we use? What do we use these sources for? Right. Fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Right. How many people mm-hmm. can we save with more resources? Right. How, how many more kids can we send to college with more resources? Yeah. Look at Bill Gates, what he's doing, and Warren Buffett with his resources. Yeah. Trying to like eradicate polio. You know how water in Africa and not that be a not have that be a problem and you're right it's what you do with it it's what you do with it yeah yeah but not all money is good money no not at all 
So Some people's intention, yes. Yeah. You know, everybody has intentions. And unfortunately, we do have to deal with that in today's society that not everybody has your best intentions at heart. Right, right. But you, you know, like we always talk about in uh, Get Mental, you can, you have to tune out that noise and get clear about what money means to you and, you know, redefine that relationship so that you can be more financially stable and prosperous, you know. And uh, I know, like, you have a lot of knowledge around this tea, but I was going to just talk about um, the psychological impact of it when you don't have enough, you know, Mm. like poverty is a major problem in any society, not just because it has economic impact, but it actually has real health impacts. You know, it affects us on a cellular level when we are in crisis mode, which is what poverty does to us, you know? Yes. And it affects our brain, it affects our heart, it affects our joints and our muscles. Can you believe that? It affects our immune system, our skin, our gut, all the way for women to our reproductive system. It affects mm. our brain and it cre- it can create mental health problems and addictions. Mm. That's how deep this thing is. And then for people who are already, say, having some mental health challenges, if you lose a job, right? Like that's known to be one of the most stressful things anyone can go through. If you don't have enough resources, that's going to most likely exacerbate your symptoms. So they just, it's a cycle that can, you know, perpetuate and, and keep going if we don't break the cycle of financial instability. Mm. That's why I know T, you are very passionate about lifting people financially and, fi- you know, financial literacy, giving them financial education. Why? is that? Why are you so passionate about that? Because, you know, just I share your same hopes and regarding shifting people's mindsets. Mm. And what I mean by that is I'm passionate to not teach people how to get money. We got to teach people how to think. Right. Yes. Once again. Yeah. So your vision comes from God and God will never give you a vision without a strategy. Right. So when you're passionate about sitting in. People lack strategy is what you're saying. People lack strategy because they don't have a proper vision for themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you don't have, if the vision is not clear, if you don't know what you want and what are you trying to achieve, how can you build stability and discipline to something you're not, don't even have clarity on? Right. Right. So what we have to do, what I'm passionate about is helping people step in their purpose and money be the byproduct of becoming purpose, purposeful and Mm -hmm. fulfilling your vision. Right. Okay, so so let me if we can just dive into it real quick. I just want you yeah, guys to break hear. it down. Break it down. So the reason why people struggle with money is because they struggle with vision. Ah, I love that. And even in the Bible, it says our people perish for lack of knowledge. Yep, yep. Right? Mm-hmm. But we need knowledge for your vision. See, your information changes your situation. And what you have to understand is that your vision is a source of discipline. Yes. Your vision you guides have, you. It's your yes. <laughs> so if you don't have nothing to be disciplined to, you will consistently just spin, and the root word of spin is in. <laughs> I love it. That means the money will go out, but it's nothing coming back. Yeah. Where do you think that comes from, though? Don't you think that's like learned, like passed on from one generation to another or one family system to another, right? We got to break that cycle. So let's talk cycle. So look at the word poor. The word poor stands for, (laughs) look, put it in the book, okay? (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. We, guys, if you're listening, if you, you've heard this before, I tease T because he has all these amazing acronyms for these things. I'm like, you need to write a book. So, <laughs> so what so does poor mean? Poor means passing over opportunities repeatedly. <laughs> I love that. So think about it. The reason why you continue to pass over opportunities repeatedly is because you've been conditioned to think a certain way. Yeah. Okay? You, you, you're thinking small. You're thinking small. It's a it's a reflection of your paradigm. Yeah. And what's crazy about it is that you can't say the right things to the wrong people. You can't say the wrong things to the right people. Yes. Okay. People hear so, what, what they what they want to hear when they're ready to hear it. Yeah. So your lack of resources is just your lack of mindset. Mm, I love that. I love that. Especially we saying that we live in a spiritual world. Uh huh. So we live in a spiritual world, and how can something as physical as money be an obstacle? Right. <laughs> well, let, so, me, let me throw something at you, T, because there's a lot of belief out there, especially in social work and like, you know, politics, that there has to be systemic change to break some of these cycles of poverty, right? What are your thoughts on that? Yes, it has to be some change to break these thoughts of poverty. Yeah, like uh, that basically it's not just up to the person. It's also up to society to create circumstances for people, especially poor people, marginalized people, to have more opportunities. Um, Me personally? Yeah. I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. And here's why. why. Yeah. Because I'm kind of in the same camp as you. I see both, but I ultimately, I think you and I agree that you still have to take responsibility for yourself and your life. Absolutely. So the scripture says, he that is in me is greater than that of the world. What does that mean? I don't think I understand. (laughs) (laughs) So the God that's in you is bigger than the circumstances of the world. Ah, I love that. You know, I love that because people get so stuck about like what's not happening in the world and I need this to change out there so I can change me. And it's like, no, yes, your outside circumstances can help you. But at the end of the day, we still have power and choice, right? And that you can still overcome. You can try given the system that you're in. Does that make sense? Because you do that. Yeah. If our savior is external, then we got a big problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then we always waiting on somebody else outside of us to save us. Yeah. And you know, in any generation, right, there are people who get stuck being victims or seeing themselves as, as victims. And those who are, who continue, who like thrive or are survivors or what I call really resourceful, they find ways to work around the system and create something new or different for themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's mindset, right? Mindset. Everything comes back down to mindset. And, you know, it's, it's really three things that can shift people really, I don't want to say overnight, but you can change your direction overnight. Mm-hmm. And the three things are your words, your images, and your emotions. Can you break that down? I love that, but I don't fully get it. Perfect. Okay. So we know that as a man thinketh, so is he. Okay. Yes. For so sure. I agree with that. If right now you're going through some tough financial <laughs> issues, mm-hmm. it's only because you're thinking about tough financial issues. Okay. Now, how? Because whatever you focus 
focus on, whatever you give energy to, it grows. Right. And whatever you think about, you keep. Mm -hmm. So what's happening with most people is that they're constantly looking at bills. You wake up in the morning. You don't like your job. You're warming your car up. You got to drive sitting in traffic. You're frustrated. This is happening every single day, 8 to 12 hours a week. I mean, 8 to 12 hours a day. Yeah. Then you get home. You're still frustrated. Now you got to hurry up, find something to eat. Like your job is determining where you go, where you shop at, where you live at, who you hang out with, where you eat dinner at, where you vacation at. Mm -hmm. And right now, if all you're focused on is what you don't like, by the law of attraction, (laughs) you're going to keep attracting things that you don't like. Now, once you've been doing this for a certain amount of time, your mindset becomes conditioned and you end up falling asleep in your comfort zone. Right. Okay? So, it's normalized. So, for example, if you got blessed, you know, maybe you hit the lotto or maybe you got a, a tax refund. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, a week or so later, you'll be right back in the same financial spot because the mindset always recidivates back to its comfort zone. Right, right. This is why you see people hit the mega lottos and then three to five years later, they back broke. Yeah, or I was actually just thinking about, you know, rest in peace, Michael Jackson, as you're talking about that. Like he had all this money, right? But then he was broke, you know? Yeah. Because I believe like he was, he didn't have a healthy relationship with money, right? He overspent. So it's not about having a lot of money. It still goes down to your relationship with it and how you manage it, which has a lot to do with your mindset and your quality of mental health, in my opinion. Exactly, Cecile. And that's why your images, if you're looking at bills, then your words, what are you speaking into life? Oh, I don't like this job. Oh, I'm broke. Somebody asked you, you know, I used to ask people, hey, it'd be it'd be in January. And I said, hey, this summer, we should take a trip. And somebody would say, well, I ain't gonna have it. Wait a minute. You're saying, six months from now, you plan on being broke. <laughs> so what I mean by that is that your words, your images, have, right? And, have the, right? and your emotions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Money is energy. Like high energy is high income. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is why the most successful people, they're always working out. Mm-hmm. They're always moving and shaking. So you got to understand that it's energy is a vibration. Yeah. And if you're not vibrating, you're not going to attract that type of energy and success into your life. Yes. And you know, for a lot of people, this is like hocus pocus, you know, but guys, as a therapist, I'm telling you, it, it there is wisdom and truth to this. And as a matter of fact, there's a scientific um, evidence for this kind of mentality, you know, and I just say that T because like in, in my world, you know, sometimes like academia, you know, poo poo some of this law of attraction stuff. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if you really dive into the science behind it, it makes perfect sense. And if you start to attune to what's happening in your life and you look at like where you're at, there's a direct correlation, right? T between where you're at in life and the the quality of your thoughts and emotions and the kind of people you are attracting to you to to you into your life. So I'm Absolutely. glad you're bringing this up. Absolutely, the hardest part for us. It's to actually believe, Cecile. Because you know, at, at, at most of our ages, as you become an adult, it's hard to live in a moment when you've had so many bad ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So most of our thinking is in our memory, not our imagination. Right. And most of your memory is your misery. 
Mm-hmm. So if you continue to live in the past and all the breakdowns and the life experiences, we tend to let that whip us into submission. Right. So we tend to build our whole future on a, on a few bad years we had in our life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so instead of using your memory, you got to use your imagination. That means you got to believe in something new mm-hmm. so that you can have something new. Right. They have a saying, they say, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Nothing changes. <laughs> yeah. absolutely you know the thing is like as you're talking i'm thinking about like people who have um uh, like a retail therapy problem you know overspending uh there's actually a group called debtors anonymous you know Mm. so instead of aa alcoholics anonymous right it's for people who really have a chronic addictive pattern towards buying and spending and constantly being in debt i mean this is like serious you know mental health stuff um and so if you are one of those people you know we don't want to oversimplify and just say change your mindset which is is important and true but i know if you guys are one of those people that's the time you really need to consider if you haven't already getting professional intervention because what t's talking about you can get to that level but you also need help you need like you know some uh consistent therapeutic intervention to break that um pattern of addictive spending. Yeah, so I could talk to me today. Yeah, which is, again, that's part of mental health. That's, you know, like I said earlier, your mind affects your money. Mm. And your money affects your mind. They they go hand in hand. But like T is saying, you can, we can start to take small steps towards um, mental health, uh, financial health, you know, and get, get up from under it. Um, so if either wherever you are in the spectrum, either you don't have enough right? And you're in survival mode, crisis mode, or you have a lot, or you have enough, but you're overspending, you know, anywhere you are in the spectrum, if you feel that you don't have a a hold on it, please consider getting help either from a therapist or a coach um, so that you can start to break these patterns. Because honestly, guys, like it's such a different world. And I think you and IT can uh, attest to this because we both came from nothing. It's such a different world when you're funk, when you're in a place of financial stability, it feels, it, it feels so good in your body when you're not in survival mode. You know what I mean by that? Absolutely. Right. And I love that. But you are bringing a fire today (laughs) like you know survival mode man let's can we talk about that yes yes that is real that struggle is so real and i know what that was like so let me just break it down and uh you know somebody um in my career i've always introduced people to investment opportunities and here's the here's the number one question that i I used to get hey t can average people do that And I used to always think, and then I tell them right there, I say, hey, no, average people can't do that. But then is the goal in life to remain average? Right. Like, who, like, think about it. Like, why is our question, can can we remain average? The question we need to ask ourselves is, what are average people not doing that's multiple million dollar earners are doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why is it that we just want the bare minimum? Right. How have you been conditioned yeah. just to, you know, just to make ends meet? Let me tell you why. There's a pain and 
pleasure principle, Tony Robbins says. Most people associate the next level of their life with tremendous amount of pain because they associate it with change. See, they did this article, right? They did this study in an article where they put the same job description. One was for 50000 and then one was 100000 Okay. But it was the same description. But people, they filled out more $50,000 <laughs> jobs because they equate they they equated $50,000 with minimum work. Mm. Instead of going out to the six figure, they, they they equated six figures to more responsibility, more management. You got to be in a leadership role. That's what people associate with more money. Yeah. Pain. So what you have to do is if you want to shift out of survival mode, you got to associate where you at right now with more pain mm. than where you're going. Mm-hmm. 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 See, they, you know, this story they said, it was this gentleman, you know, he was sitting on um his 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 porch with his dog. And every time some people in the town are walking past the house, they hit his loud screaming from the dog. The dog would be hollering all day. And finally, one gentleman asked the owner, he said, hey, why is your dog screaming like this? And the owner said, it's because he's sitting on a nail. And then they asked him, he said, well, why does he just get up? He said, because it just don't hurt bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's often the same with, you know, like when people finally come to, to see someone like me, you have to feel sufficiently bad enough. Like we all have that threshold, right? But hopefully you guys, if you're listening, you don't have, let's change your threshold, basically. Let's not wait, you know, for things to be really bad. Let's make you not be so tolerant of being in survival mode. And like T was saying, it has a lot to do with your conditioning, the models you have, right? Um, the kind of expectations that your your caregivers had on you, you know, if money was ever talked about or not talked about. Um, there's a lot of uh, things, you know, that needs to be undone in order for you to break the cycle for yourselves. And again, we're not saying money is everything, right? But it is. It is key to having a uh, satisfying, fulfilling, quality life, you know? Um, so, T, what are some of the things that, you know, maybe we can take a break and then when we get back, we can talk about ways to help people, uh, practically speaking, change some of these patterns and, and break that down for them. Perfect. Sounds good? So, sounds good. Let's do it. Okay. So when we return, you guys, we are going to give you some pro tips on how to break the cycle in your life and elevate your mental health and mindset. So don't go away. More wisdom and strength for your mental health and emotional well-being is on the way on Get Mental with Cecile Aarons and T. Smith. From a very young age, I knew that I wanted to help people. I wanted to change things for the better and be part of the solution. Through a lot of hard work and determination, I achieved my dream of owning a private practice known as Transcend Therapy, where we provide counseling for individuals, couples, and families. I've always been passionate about helping people resolve the things in life that may be holding them back or creating pain. Launching Get Mental Radio was just the next step towards helping more people because our mental health is just as important as our physical health. Life is tough, and if you're struggling, you're not alone. We can help you weather the storm. Hi, I'm Cecile Ahrens, owner of Transcend Therapy. We truly care and are committed to giving you the best service. You're not going to feel like just another client, and you are definitely not going to feel judged. We offer quality, compassionate, results-driven therapy services. For more information, check us out at TranscendTherapyCA.com. That's TranscendTherapyCA.com. 
Get ready to have some fun while you reconnect with your own wisdom and strength on Get Mental. Now, here's your hosts, Cecile Ayers and T. Smith. Welcome back, you guys. This is Get Mental Podcast with Cecilia Aarons and... T. Smith. What's up, guys? Yeah, so hopefully you've enjoyed the first segment of the show, talking about money, mental health, mindset. And so we now want to dive into giving you some practical tips and some some real things to think about uh, in the path of on the path of breaking this uh, pattern and struggle in your life. So take it away, T. What have you got in mind? So what I want to share is um, I was kind of you know tapping into it uh, before we went to break. But if you guys got a pen and paper, I just really want to give you guys the three things that are really shipped and help you take it to the next level. Write this down, uh, people. <laughs> So first and foremost, I want you guys to understand that the body follows the mind and the mind follows the spirit. Okay. The body follows the mind and the mind follows the spirit. And what's the spirit? Your vision, right? Because your vision is created in a spiritual world first before it's brought into the physical world. Mm-hmm. So how do we bring our vision, our imagination, this new life into an existence and get out of survival mode? Right. Well, in order to get out of hell, you got to create a heaven to go to. So what's your vision okay now here's three things that you need to do to bring your vision to life number one you have to use images you got to shift what you're looking at you got to visualize got to visualize okay what does that mean well what is the new house what is the new car what does that vacation look like what do you look like what shape are you in where are you traveling to be very detailed on that vision give your subconscious mind give god the resources or or the the roadmap the path yes give god the roadmap yeah okay because your mindset works like a gps once you give it an address it'll find the directions to get there i love it so you got to be clear on your vision what does it look like the image I you have to place those images all over the, your house. So, T, right. I can just um, interrupt or add to that. It, it, so, I actually give, uh, suggest to people, the people who are open to it, to create a vision board. Yes. And I ask them or I suggest that they, you know, find a quiet time, put some, you know, calming, and you know, music, music that puts them in a good vibe, right? A good mood, you know, light up some candles, grab some magazines, and and just let your body guide you and pick the images. Because sometimes people are like, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, the only way you're going to know is if you get still and quiet enough with yourself. And you just, because it's a creative process, you have to let your creative side talk to you. And you have to create that space where your creative spiritual side, if you, that's what I call it, speak to you. Yes. So I even have one right now, to be honest. And I've been using vision boards for years. So I'm glad you brought that up. So I just wanted to share that. So, and as dope wife it what I'll what just expand on um, is making a vision environment. Mm-hmm. See, a board is perfect for one location. Yes. But we have to raise up the amount of exposure that we have to this vision. You can have it on your phone. A lot of people do that digitally. Yes. So you want it on your phone, your laptop, your walls, your, your bathroom, your fridge, <laughs> your garage, underneath the toilet. <laughs> 
your dashboard in the car. I used to do that. Dashboard in the car. Come on, wife. <laughs> see, whatever your eyes see, the root word of eyes is yes. Is an automatic yes. Yeah. So if you can see it, you can have it. Yeah, you know, T two, and the thing with that is, I believe the less that the vision resonates with you, the more you have to reinforce it. Yes. Saying like when it's not a habit yet, when you're not used to giving yourself permission to dream and permission to want what you want, you have to keep reminding yourself that you get to have those dreams. You get to have that vision. Exactly. The more you see a wifey, the more you believe it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, outside of the vision environment, you have to use the words. This is why you have to write down your goals because you got to hear them. Right. And you have to kind of, once you write it down, it helps you be accountable. Yes. To yourself, right? Like you're committing to it. Yes. The power of life and death is in the tongue. Mm. So you got to speak your dreams into reality, speak your vision, and you got to be able to hear it. See, faith comes through hearing. Hearing what? Your vision. So constantly saying, that's why we have affirmations. You're constantly saying your goals or you're constantly speaking something into reality. Yes, yes. Because success has a balance. It's 90% spiritual and 10% physical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you have to really tap people. in. I get that because I, I, I believe in that and I've lived that. But for people who don't understand that, can you break that down? Yes. So in life, we're governed by laws, spiritual law, law of attraction, right? Law of abundance, right? Um, Gratitude. These are spiritual things that when you put them out, they come back with more value, more abundance. And it's spiritual, just like gratitude. You know what goes up must come down. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand most of your success is on a 90% side spiritual. And the other 10% is just the physical work. Yeah. Okay. I'm not negating that if you own a, uh, if you're a plumber, yes, you can spiritually attract deals and dream about starting your own major business, but you still got to go out here and get the toys done. Right. And for people who don't believe in spirituality, because there's certainly you know, people who don't, you could think about it as, as, a, uh, in terms of energy, energetically, you know, that you're yeah. attracting energetically. So, yes. And, um, second Corinthians says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Mm, so, you true. know, so it's like, what does faith stand for? Fearlessly anticipating it to happen. Mm-hmm. What to happen? Your vision. Mm-hmm. So even though you got to put the faith out there, you still got to do the work because yeah. God does not bless your hopes. He bless your efforts. As we say, as well, faith without works is dead. So you got to go put in the work right. or the or die. Mm. So, you know, wow, I just had amazing, I'm sorry guys, I just had an epiphany. Uh, wow, come on, talk to me, God. So, yes, I'm uh, like, you're preaching today, boy. <laughs> the third right, thing church. is most, Get mental church. Yeah. Get mental church. Send your offering in. <laughs> <laughs> What was that? But the, third, the third thing was the emotion. Mm-hmm. Everything is built on energy. And we say it's your vibe attracts your tribe. So you have to get to a space. Real quick, let me just ask you guys a question. You're listening there. Think about how much you make yearly. Mm-hmm. Now think about you making that yearly every single week. Right. How did that just make you feel? That you make all year, you now make every Friday, every seven days. Mm-hmm. So your goal now is to hold that feeling until it's a reality. See, the trick with this is that you got a lot of yourself. See, if you look at the word believe, right in the middle is lie. <laughs> 
So our version of that in, in psychology is fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. Sometimes you really do have to fake it till you make it. And that doesn't mean, you know, being in denial. But sometimes you have to, um, like I said before, reinforce that belief because it's not normal to you yet to function that way, to live on that new vibration, that new plane. Yes. And let's take it a step further. Instead of faking it till we make it, we just faked it till we make it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Faith it, you know, faith. Yeah. Faith it till we make it. Love that. Faith it till we make it. Like, so like faith is daring the soul to go beyond what the eyes can see. You feel me? Like, yeah, we're asking God to do some things that we have no evidence of. That's faith. And when you own it is when, see, whatever you expect, you experience. You got to expect that you're going to make your yearly income on a monthly, on a weekly basis. Right. You got to expect that your phone is going to be off the hook talking to new clients. You got to expect that your Facebook inbox is going to go crazy with people trying to join your business. Mm -hmm. You got to expect it to experience it. So your faith and how God performs in your life is a direct reflection of your expectation. Right. But it's not enough to expect, right? That's a big piece of it. But you also have to put in the work. Yes, the work is very, very real. Yeah. And you can't have a high expectation with a low commitment. Yes. They they have to be both um, aligned. Yes. So the question is, people ask me all the time is, you know, how fast can it work? <laughs> well, how fast can you believe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, how fast? Yeah. How fast can you surrender, you know, to kind of that, that, that the forces outside of yourself? Yes. It's a paradigm. So there's three things that, um... Before you go on, because this is kind of in line with what you're saying, there's three things I like a, a quick kind of a um, strategy that I also want to share with people in, in, in terms of what you're talking about, T. And I wish I can remember where I got this from so I can give them the fair credit. So my apologies in advance. But it's really helped simplify this whole thing for me on um, manifestation and how to, you know, uh, break patterns in my life and, and achieve goals. And the three things are intention, attention, no tension. Uh. Okay. So I'm going to repeat that. Intention is what basically you're talking about, your vision, right? So you, you've got to be clear to, to the extent that you're possible, that it is possible, you know, from your level of consciousness. Intend, visualize, give yourself permission to want what you want. Okay. Attention uh. is when you put in the work, you attend to it. You can't expect a garden to just grow naturally. You've got to be in there in the weeds, you know, and uh, helping cultivate that, right? So that's the action piece, attention. And no tension, that was probably the most valuable lesson I learned, T. No tension means you cannot be so forceful about it. You cannot be so obsessed to the point where your vibration is getting lowered by the obsession because that's going to work against you, mm. you know? So anytime you start to kind of like over control, over function, you're feeling stressed in the pursuit of the goal, that vibration from this standpoint is affected your ability to reach this goal because you're, mm. you're kind of getting in the way. So anytime I try to like, you know, kind of like what we talked about last podcast, it's like, you are not your goals. You are your values. That's where kind of that came from because anytime we start to overdo, overexert, obsess, that lowers, you'll feel it in your body. You know, it then becomes not fun. It becomes stressful and you're too over-identified with the goal. And so 
that's a tricky balance of wanting something and being really passionate and um, committed to the pursuit, but you got to watch your energy. Mm. Intention, attention, no tension. Anytime you start to like, yeah, stress too much about it, tense up too much, that's when you know you need to take a step back and work on softening and trusting and having fun again in the pursuit of the goal. Yes. Come on. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I just wanted to add to that, you know, because sometimes like, you know, we've talked about this offline and I know you you believe in this tea. Like sometimes what we want is not what God wants for us or it's not meant for us. So you have to be aware enough, attuned enough to go, oh, okay, let me let me take a different route or let me reevaluate because I'm working so hard to make this happen. Sometimes if it's not happening, it's not kind of what's meant for you. I love it. You know, so but in the spirit of like talking about, yeah, how to break the pattern, you know, let's get back to that. T was saying, write down your goals, visualize and have faith. But T, for people who don't have faith, what can they do? How can they work, you know, around that? How can they work through that? Setting goals. Okay. And what I, what I really mean by that is that faith gives your direction goals. Faith gives your goals direction. So here's what I mean. If you have an issue right now with believing and faith, mm-hmm. then I recommend you set small goals that you can start achieving. So for example, love that. if you're trying to get in the best shape of your life, set you an A-type goal or something that you can do with your eyes closed. So a day, it would be 10 push-ups every day for seven days. Something small that is achievable. Yes. Easy to, to meet, e- easy to achieve. Why is that important? Because a lot of times the goals we make are compared to other people's success. Mm. And they're beyond. See, when you compare yourself, what you're saying is you're comparing your weakness to somebody else's strength. And comparison is a thief of joy. So you need to focus on something that you can do with your eyes closed. So you do 10 push-ups a day, seven days a week. That's 70 push-ups. After you knock that goal out, celebrate it. Yes. See, yes. Gotta, that's what people forget. Yes. They don't celebrate you Celebrate it. You, the small wins because they're always waiting for that big win. Well, big wins are a result of the small wins. Exactly. You know, it's called the compound effect. You yeah. got to learn how to do the small things in the best ways. Mm-hmm. And I still work on that. You know, God didn't say, you know, <laughs> when you look at the word small, the root word is all. I love it. So when you do the when you do the small things, you can have all things. Yeah, and it's a process, you know, manifesting goal attainment, breaking patterns, establishing financial health and stability is a process, you know, unless you were born into some money, but even then that doesn't guarantee you that you're going to be successful, right? But unless you really are born into some serious money, like building wealth and financial stability takes time and patience and it's one step at a time. Mm, Yes. It's one step at a time, you know. Every day your goal should be better than who you was yesterday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't get caught up with the money and the titles and, you know, yes. places you've been. Get caught up, hey, did I grow today? Am yep. I better than what I was yesterday? And, you know, I remember you, what you said something a long time ago. It's like, it's about the value that you are providing to the world. Yes, wifey. So, and that goes back to our, our topic today was money. Yes. If you want more money, you got to become more valuable. Yes. Yeah. The marketplace does not pay you for your personality. It pays you for your value. Yes. This is why you say 
This is why it don't matter if you good or bad. It's a lot of bad people make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they valuable at something. They found a way to service the marketplace in a way. Yes. Yes. So if you work a job, they're not paying you for your time. They're paying you for your value to the company. Yep, yep. And if you can be replaced, mm-hmm. 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 how easy is it for you to be replaced? Right. So if you want to raise your income, you got to become a person of increase. You got to raise your value and what you bring to the table. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, it, it doesn't mean, guys, you know, ladies and gents, I'm trying to break that pattern of saying guys all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean that your worth is just your job, right? That's not what we're saying here. What we're saying is that when you love something and you're really good at it, you're, the value is going to come. But if you are not functioning at that level yet, then it behooves you, if you're really um, interested in personal growth and breaking these patterns, to look at what do I love to do? Who am I? You know, what what do I want my work to be about? Because if you're not asking that, then you are going to be stuck in working a job you hate. And the thing is, like, you know, somebody needs to be, somebody needs to help us take the trash, right? Pick up our, our trash. Somebody Somebody needs to somebody needs to do the dirty jobs for example I'm not I'm not putting that down you know and if you find value in that great you know because it's all about how you feel about the job right it's not about the job itself per se if you find if that gives you some kind of esteem and you feel good about it and you're proud of it great that's what matters but if you mm-hmm. don't then you know know that you have options Yes. Options and you have power and choice to become happier and healthier in your life. That's our message. That's what Get Mental is about is always, you know, reminding you guys that you don't have to be stuck where you're at. Exactly. Right. Right on the head. I love that one. Mm hmm. So, you know, to end, let's talk about. ways that people can cultivate a healthy money mentality. You know, we've touched on it a little bit, but do you have any other, you know, final words of advice, T, to really like bring this point home to our to our audience? Yes. Uh, man, my, you know, my final conclusion is just, I can't stress how big it is to have goals. Yes. So I can't really true. stress it big enough, you know, and so true. I know this. I'm just going to say these real quick. So this, this is recorded for you guys and, I, and you'll be able to just come back and pick them up. Mm-hmm. Let me just give you guys six things for your goals so that you can change the way money is in your life and get out of survival mode. Yes. So the six things real quick. Number one, you got to write the vision down. Yep. Number two, you got to have a date of completion. Love it. Number three, you got to list all obstacles that's going to deter you from the goal. Love that. Number four, it's about who you're listening to and who you're working with. Number value. five. Value right there. Okay. Number five, I'm loving it. Number five, you got to have a plan. Mm-hmm. And then number six, you got to know what's in it for you. What do you mean by that? What are you going to make all these sacrifices for? Oh, why are you pursuing the goals? Mm-hmm. You're pursuing. What do you, what do you want? out of life kind of thing. What do you want? Yes. I love that. You guys need to go back, rewind and listen to that all over again. I think that's a really um, 
kind of concrete, you know, way to to think about this and uh, like a great plan. Thank you for sharing that, T. No problem at all. Yeah. So, you know, for me, I agree with all of that. But the thing I also want to uh, remind people is that you have professionals who can help you with this. You know, if you're finding, if you're feeling stuck, you know, T and I are here to help you through this. You know, um, T is a coach. I'm a therapist. It goes hand in hand. And of course, you know, like I always say, if there are wounds and deep kind of trauma and, you know, psychological, emotional suffering and pain, it's going to be harder for you to um, just uh, kind of pivot and, you know, break these patterns. Because like what we alluded to earlier, these wounds end up being kind of the, the filter in which you create from. So some healing, healing is possible and, and necessary if you want to prosper and become more financially stable. The other thing I want to say too, just from a systemic standpoint, is that I have this deep wish that schools will start teaching kids at school financial literacy. It needs to start at an early age so that we're not, you know, waiting until later on in life to learn these things. That's why I love the work that T is doing because he's really trying to focus in his community and start planting these seeds in people, you know, as early as possible. Because I think it is the one thing that is missing in the larger conversation as far as health goes in our school systems. You know, we, we learn about physics, we learn about all these things, but no one's talking about money. Yes. Yeah. So that's my two cents on that. Um, but hopefully you guys found this uh, this segment, the show, very informative. There's a lot of value here today. Listen to it over and over again. And again, if you're stuck, give us a call, you know, and uh, we are here to help you through this. And this is T and I are two people who know firsthand what it's like to not have much and what how we support you is not just not just going to come from um from a textbook right t it comes from lived experience we know what it's like to struggle and to you know uh, set goals and have setbacks and overcome. So hopefully, you know, you guys really just uh, take a lot of this advice to heart. And thank you so much, T, for a lot of the great things you uh, you shared with us today. No problem at all. I'm just so excited, Wifey, that a lot of things can change, guys. A lot of things is about to change and it starts with your mindset first. Mm-hmm. If there's no change, because there wasn't no change. Yes. <laughs> yes. So the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over but expecting different results right those are the patterns people get stuck in you know yeah and the limiting beliefs right of like oh i can't do that oh i can't have that kind of job oh i can't i can't go for that i can't afford that you know i mean growing up i got this this uh message of like you gotta get real you gotta get real real, right like in your community keep it real it's like well what is real i don't want that to be my reality you know your imagination (laughs) yes yes absolutely 
So hopefully you guys, this will inspire you to shift from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset, because the reality is that can happen. That can happen for you. And it starts with you just taking small steps, you know? So again, hopefully this was a value. Thank you for listening. Like we always say, I get mental, be well, be gentle, get mental. Mental. (laughs) Because we all have have issues. So bye for now, you guys. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening. All right. Love you guys. Have a great day. Bye. Oh, and by the way, check out our uh, our Facebook group, uh, Get Mental, because you're going to get a lot of value there, too. And our website, thegetmentalshow.com. Thegetmentalshow.com. It's official. We have our merchandise up. It's so cool. And I hope that you guys, you know, show your support in our cause by supporting us. So thank you. Thanks for joining us today on Get Mental with Cecile Aarons and T. Smith. To learn more about your hosts, become a sponsor or a guest on Get Mental, or if you have any questions about mental health, visit TranscendTherapyCA.com. That's TranscendTherapyCA.com. Join us next week at this same time for more talk on all things mental health on Get Mental with Cecile Aarons and T. Smith on The Answer San Diego.